Tailgater Sports. That's right, everybody. You heard it. It is another episode of Tailgater Sports. However you found this podcast, why ever you are listening to this podcast, we're just glad to have you here with us. We have a ton to get to this episode. We got teams winning for the first time in oh, the yeah. NFL. We got my Buffalo Bills and uh, Randy's Green Bay Packers uh, with a little bit of a hiccup here and there. They're not looking too good at the moment. I want to talk about it. But before we get to our football... Me, along with Randy, and every Dodgers fan listening to this podcast, we all just need to come together and give it one big collective. <sighs> because the Dodgers are back in the World Series, guys. Yes. It was a what little a- nerve-wracking. It was a little thank Wow, look at that, wow. Tyler. You're what, active. What a what a change of tone from the last podcast. Dude, I, we were so depressed. The last podcast, for those that didn't listen, it was titled Dodgers Depression Hits Tailgater. I mean, obviously... Tyler's not a Dodgers fan, but me and Randy, we're LA. We love the Dodgers. We cheer for him. I know Randy catches some slack, calling him a bandwagon fan, but I I believe he's a Dodgers fan through and through. But we were pretty emo last episode, dude. We were pretty down in the dumps when it came to the Dodgers and their chances to come back because, I mean, what are you going to do when you're down 3-1 in a series? Well, this also goes to show us to why, like, doing two podcasts a week works better for us because in the span of us recording the podcast and recording this one, the Dodgers came back and they won the series. Right. I mean, and that's the thing too. It's like, I feel, I don't want to call myself a, a Fairweather fan because of the, the the 180 that we did because we, I don't want to say gave up on the series, but we, we never denounced them dead or announced them dead, the Dodgers, right? We never said we're screwed, but we definitely mm-hmm. were pointing in the direction of oh here we go again because yeah. look i mean the well, best team in the world you have to beat somebody three times in a row every uh every year the dodgers have that one thing that's going for them last year it was manny machado with the or not last year i, I do i forgot what your manny machado played for us manny machado having the cold bats not being able to hit anything you darvish you know blowing games kershaw blowing games kershaw's carried on to this year but the one thing that's always stayed consistent is just either we love dave roberts or we want his head. And they, you can see a perfect example of that on the last podcast because I was confused as to what was going on. You were confused as to what was going on. You but, were both ready to take him to the chopping block. Yeah, but it's like, everybody, but, but everybody that just shows. LA is, man. Yeah, but that just shows baseball and how, how crazy baseball is. Look at the game seven. Dustin May starts, let, gives up like two runs. Then we start playing, uh, we start put, trying to. You know, putting together the puzzle for the game, everything kind of just fig- figures itself out, and we end up winning the at the end. And but I will give Roberts this, and I noticed this. Thank you for once not listening to the analytics, keeping Urias in for the last three yeah, innings man. like he should have. Right. Because I'm sure you guys saw them showing Jensen warming up in the bullpen, and I'm sure as soon as both of you saw that, you kind of freaked showing out. Showing Jensen, we got to circle back to, what was the glimpse of Kershaw for? Oh, yeah. Kershaw was randomly like just <laughs> loosening up in the bullpen, <laughs> yeah, and the- I, you were both freaking out. And I, I'm like, you like you texted us, at Tyler, and I'm and you're like, whoa, why, why, is, why is Kershaw yeah. in the bullpen? And I'm like, that's what I'm saying. They showed like a split second of Kershaw in in the bullpen didn't mention it didn't go back didn't talk about why he's in the bullpen and i'm like hold on screw the game go back to De- kershaw in the bullpen why is he in the bullpen yeah but you know i'm really happy that the that he left julio rias in but i'm even more excited the fact that no one's paying him any respect exactly homeboy dude. homeboy went when how many innings it went, went against three, how, three, three, three full innings yeah shutout went ball. against nine batters and nine up nine down he 
mowed him down. Mowed him down. And he's getting zero respect. And it's like, I think this is a perfect example of just how good our, the young core is because day in and day out for at least a series, each one of these young guys showed glimpse of, of just excellence once or twice. Dustin May, his first outing, yeah, we lost that game. But think about how many great innings he had before, you know, things inevitably hit the fan and we lost that game. Urias won his game during the season, I mean, during the, the series, and then put out put together three stellar innings. Goose played fantastic as well. Bueller is uh, Bueller's being Bueller playing as a stud as always. I mean, he had that blister. But it just it's it's crazy to see just how good they can be and just how bad they can be at the same time. And you got to think about it, like how many people wanted Dave Roberts's head? I mean, even us, we're like, I, I haven't really called for his job. I don't like calling for people's jobs just because that's a dick move. You know, I don't think people have the right to say anybody should be fired for anything when you're not the one making the decision. But like, it's obvious people want his head on the chopping block. And if he would have lost, it's it's. I think it's a foregone conclusion. He's probably gone. Oh, yeah. And I said last episode, I think he could win the World Series. And I think people would still want him toast. Yeah. But it's like the same people that were calling for his head. They're not the ones giving him credit for having Kike Hernandez pinch hit, come in pitch hit. It was at the top of the seventh mm -hmm. and Kike Hernandez tank shot. Boom. Tied the game up for us. Yeah. He's, they're not giving him credit for leaving Julio Urias in. Finally going with his gut, not going with Jensen because Jensen was up. He was standing around and he could have easily pulled the trigger. But it's just funny to see how, how quickly people shut up once their manager like does make the right decision. And they're the first to throw him under the bus when Ish goes south. Yeah, I mean, but you got to also keep in mind, though, that like every single game when you're a Dodger fan, at least in the playoffs, you don't know. Like It's 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 a heart attack waiting to happen, especially this year. Like things have felt so just not consistent and things are just things just haven't felt right. Like for a good second, I thought that I legitimately thought the Astros were going to beat the Rays. We were going to lose to the Braves and the Astros were going to win the World well, Series. It's corny and it's it's like, oh, you know, well, you guys are so good. And for teams that, you know, can't even get into the playoffs, the Angels, <clears throat> um, for the hey, Dodgers, hey, 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 hey. you know, it's one of those things where they they kind of got a little slack for it. But after one of the games, I think after they won, uh, what was it, game, my math in my head, five, I guess. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, it, it kind of gets monotonous. We do this every year. We win in division, go to the playoffs. And you got no fans. You got to kind of find a way to get going. And, you know, it kind of makes sense. It's kind of a dick way to say it. Like, we really weren't caring until we were up against elimination. Yeah. But guess what? It'll get your ass going like light a fire under you is being on the brink of elimination you yeah. know like no absolutely that's what's gonna if that's what's needed and if you think about it once they went down 3-1 the, the rest of the series was tight and they looked dominant you know like sure the games were pretty close but the the bats woke up they were hitting they were walking their their pitching was there mm -hmm. mookie Betts, how many times is this guy gonna go up against the wall and rob a home run yeah and one of my favorite things too for a lot of people who because I, I was going through the threads, going through the tweets after these losses and people losing their mind and people getting pissed off and stuff. And one of my favorite complaints was the Dodgers saying, like, well, you know, if my team had as much money as the Dodgers, we'd get a lot of we'd pay a lot of people, too. I'm like, you do have enough money. Yeah. Your owner and your GM are just cheap as hell. Yeah, um, guess what? Did did I miss the the memo that there's a salary cap in the MLB? Yeah. Like you can pay them as much as you want. As pay them. much as you want. And I don't know if you realize this, but owning a sports team isn't cheap. So if you right. own a sports team, you've got money. So the fact that like I just I find it I find it very comical. 
That'll be the fun. That'll be the fun narrative that gets really, really overplayed. Is the payrolls this, this oh, series? Oh, hundred percent. You've already man. seen the graphic go out. It's like uh, Mookie and Kershaw's payroll is only two million dollars less than the entire payroll for the whole Rays roster. Mm -hmm. So it'll be. It's gonna be crazy. World Series. We're back. Yay! But also we're back, and heartbreak can come down again because the Rays aren't no busters. No, and it's gonna be interesting because this is the first time all season they've faced each other because of the whole COVID uh, right yeah. restrictions. But I feel good about it. I feel good. But you know, but you remember how a few podcasts ago I mentioned that it's crazy to think that when you watch a game that these teams have their own storylines, have their own narratives going on. Fans have been attached to them all season long. And it's so interesting when you have only two teams left in the season and you get to see a glimpse of what life is like as a Tampa Bay Ray right. fan. And, you know, they got a guy on a team named Randy. Who yeah. I didn't even know. The rookie and Randy. I, What's his last name? I can never say it. I can't say it. Zareno or something like that. But it's like it's just it's so funny because that's a thing that they've got going on. Like they have they they're selling shirts yeah. all over Tampa that say a mother effer named Randy or something. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because our our whole vision of how baseball is is completely different yeah, than theirs. It's the NL. There is other baseball teams in the world. What did you think about Bellinger dislocating his arm or his shoulder when he was celebrating? I saw oh. that. I thought that was hilarious, but also terrifying because he he's one of the few guys who's who's been electric when we need him the most. And so if he's injured, what the hell, man? Like I I, I don't know. It was it, I thought it was I thought it was funny, but I, in my mind when I when I see the words dislocated shoulder, I think it's much more serious yeah. than it actually ends up being. Because I apparently. saw his I saw him celebrate. Right, he goes yeah. up with Kike coming back around after he just took the lead in the eighth inning, I believe, for the Dodgers' eventual game winning home run. Huge moment for him. Huge moment. Yeah. Comes around the corner, celebrates. He does that weird like jump up in the thing and smack elbows with Kike yeah. as he's going to the dugout. And I saw him smack. And then he did this weird like roll around the next guy. I forget who it was. And then I noticed him hanging. And I'm like, yeah, hey, shoulders hanging there. And then he goes down, doesn't high five anybody. And next thing you know, he's in, in the tunnel. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you could obviously see him hanging there. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 why can't no. He do, why can't he do that weird thing that Kike and Justin Turner do where they just like hip thrust each other? <laughs> Hump each other. That was weird too. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, all right, that's uh, okay. Hey, you hit a home run. Do whatever you want, yeah. bro. Uh, who am I to judge? Who am I to tell you? But how about that walk he had, man? He hit that. Even the camera guy knew it was yeah. gone. The camera guy he knew even, that was a moonshot. He's like, I'm just going to stay yeah, on him. He's like, that's a tank. One of my favorite traditions every single year, no matter what sport it is, is the irrational hatred you develop for the team you're facing. Like, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I truly don't really care at all for the, for the Atlanta Braves. I never really had any beef with them. I, I could care less. Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones. That's really about it. As much as it, John Smoltz, Greg Maddox, I, I, I guess that's about it. That's my, that's my knowledge on the Braves. And yet this entire series, I've been like, dude, F Freddie Freeman, screw you. I hate you. Azuna, not a, not even Azuna. Who's the dude with the uh, with the with the neon green arm sleeve? That's Azuna. Azuna. Yeah. I don't know why it was, <laughs> but every time Azuna was at bat, I get I just I would just get upset well, well, because he was, he was smiling, us, dude, and he was he, smacking us around. He was smiling every single at bat, like like it's so. In my mind, when I'm seeing this, this dude's coming off as like, yeah, I know, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna hit this ball. What are you gonna do about it? Especially when we were three one down in the series, I'm like, dude, these these guys are just playing with us. What what's and going on? You know on? what's crazy is that he's the one that kind of spurred the comeback. Yeah, he had that weird play where Mookie kind of threw him out because mm -hmm. he jumped he jumped early on a on a pop out, and I kind of was the catalyst for game five yeah to flip and the same thing in game seven was uh was the running was the error on the base pass by dansby swanson dansby swanson and austin riley when justin turner laid out tagged out one and threw him out in third yeah so it's like 
The Dodgers won, but thankfully it was because they capitalized on some mistakes and they didn't right. make the mistakes. Right. But it was in those moments where I was just like, I was thinking to myself about how much I hated the Braves and how much I hated this going like going into it. And I thought to myself, how strange it is that I don't know a single thing about these guys. I don't know a single thing about you these teams, them. but I hate them. Yeah. I hate them. It's, that's that's playoffs, dude. And that's the, where rivalries are made. You, yeah. could be, you could be wherever. I didn't believe the Ducks and Kings were the big rivals. Uh-huh. I always thought the Kings and the Sharks were the rivals over the Ducks and the Kings yeah. for a long time until the Ducks and the Kings started playing each other in the playoffs. That's when yeah. you really get hatred going for a team because you get eliminated <laughs> by them guys. or they they mess up your your futures. Yeah. Like I, w- I would go through the rest of my life hating the Braves if they would have eliminated this year. And the whole reason why I even I bring this Nationals up. because of last year. Oh, yeah. The whole reason why I bring this up is because during the games, you were texting us about how, check it out, man. Pitchers rattled. Pitchers rattled. Oh, yeah, and it was super you satisfying. Tell the second he was rattled. Oh, yeah. It was super satisfying to watch, too, because of how dominant they were during the first couple games. And then towards the tail end of the series, you could see they were shook. Yeah, you could feel them get tense. Dude. Yeah. And that's almost what the Dodgers were in the beginning. Yeah. Even when they won the one game, it's like it was a blowout. But right after they hit those home runs, it kind of got tight again. Like they were like they were nervous. Like one of my favorite things was, I believe it was game six. Game six or game five. I could be wrong. I, I, might be game six. Um, the pitcher, and I forgot the goddamn pitcher's name, uh, he was tipping off his pitches, apparently. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the Dodgers figured out, which, by the way, super, super freaking fascinating, super cool. What's in everyone's hats? What are they looking at? I'd love to know. It's like it's like pie charts or like percentages, how to place your pie charts. Oh, yeah, you got dude, pie chart in your hat, bro. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the the fact that like out of the nine curveballs he threw that were killing the guys early in the series, eight of them made contact mm-hmm. on them. That's what happened. Like you that's see him the, the stuff time, I love. Dude. You see him the second time around. They got they got got the first time. Yeah. I figure that's the first time they've seen him all year because they didn't play the NL East. Right. So th- they saw them second time around in five or six seven. Because this five was a bullpen game, yeah. So they saw him second time around, and that's that's all you need in baseball. And it's just so the more you see somebody, uh-huh. even against the bullpen, the more you see them, the better you're gonna be. Yeah, but, I, but but what I'm saying is like it's so crazy that like these guys figured out, and then suddenly these pitchers are like, oh wait, yeah, my stuff's not working the anymore. The second uh, Ian Anderson like had a couple walks in Game Seven, man, you oh, could yeah. just tell, dude, he's just oh he's nervous, he's nervous. You know what? I'm glad. Usually I'd poke and I'd be a little mad and I'd be like, Tyler, what the f are you doing? You have not said a single word. For Come on. 15 goddamn minutes. Come on, man. Angel, you know Angels, but, but hold just, on. But at the same time, I'm not entirely pissed because you talking over us right now would have really triggered me into falling back into my what the hell are you bringing up any kind of Atlanta Falcon stuff during the World Series. Or Mike Sosha. Or Mike Sosha. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I wasn't going to bring up anything. The only 2002 thing, was a long time ago. Get over we're, it. We're oh going back over, to the okay. World Series, and you're over here making Atlanta Falcons jokes. Oh, no, you the, know? The, the only thing a rally monkey that is a stupid I would bring thing. up. Okay, you need to relax. You need to put some respect on the rally monkey, okay? No. Those stupid Listen. fish hats. Oh, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. Only like a loser poses one of those. Up. Are you done, Randy? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only thing that I thought was really interesting is... Because I'm a massive Falcons fan, I follow a lot of Atlanta beat writers, a lot of Atlanta sports writers on Twitter. And so throughout the game, I keep refreshing my (laughs) uh, Twitter feed, and you could see just like at the beginning of the game, all like the Atlanta people are hyped. All the Dodgers people are like, oh, God, like here we go again. And then as the game goes on, it slowly seesaws the other direction, and you see Atlanta is like, oh, my God, we're about to collapse again. And LA is finally realizing, like, oh my God, we're gonna win. It was, it was really crazy. I'm just like watching it, like teeter and totter the whole 
uh, game seven. Yeah. And it, it was very entertaining for me, someone who is neutral. Uh, See, but that's but it. Like, that's it, that's it, the it problem I have with this. You're saying you're neutral, but then all of a sudden, towards the last half smack. of last series, always talking towards smack. the last half of the series, the NLCS, you started playing this. Oh, Atlanta sports! Look at me, I'm so wired into Atlanta <laughs> okay. sports. You're okay. not neutral, bro. You try to play up the I'm a hurt Atlanta fan because of the Braves. I no, it's not that I'm hurt. I just never really, really liked the Dodgers and saw this. So maybe I'm not as neutral as I thought, but still. Well, exactly. I can I can attest. own up to it, man. Don't be I, like I'm the Atlanta guy. I, that's I do why find I care. it. It is pretty crazy because, like, as a Ducks fan, I, I, I love the color black and blacking uh, silver, which is ironic because I could have easily been a Raiders fan or a pa- or, or a Kings fan in my life, but mm-hmm. I chose not to be. Anyways, for some reason, yeah, for some Sitting reason, here in an LA hat being a Ducks fan. Shut up, bitch. Anyways, um, the it's funny you mentioned though because of like I I definitely feel there's a sort of there's a sense of like freeway jealousy. So and and it goes both ways. Like as a Ducks fan, you got to be hella jealous of the Kings because that's yeah. two cups. Them embarrassing Team Mussolini on his final game of his yeah, career. There's things that that's you know what I mean, right there, man. You know what I mean? That's it. Things happen in the playoffs that you never get over. Exactly. Or like for instance, take the Dodgers and the Angels. Angels, mediocre team. They're called the the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They have to use Los Angeles to stay relevant. Um, Look, that's not my but, fault. That's, but it, but it's fault. like, but you can totally tell as an Angels fan, like you're in a complete different planet than the than the Dodgers, man. Right. You've got like you've got three superstars on your team because and you can't yeah, reach you the playoffs. You don't know how painful it is to realize, hey, we have one of the best players to ever play the game and probably the best player of this generation on our team, and we can't even bets? get. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, and we can't even get past third in the division. Really excited. Dodgers have won. They're in the World Series. I really do feel like third time's a charm. This is it. God, I hope so. This is it. Or else we're gonna There's have no another depression cans. episode. There's no tra- I mean, if I have to be that guy to I, I'm not I'm not one for excuses, but if I have to be that guy, let's think about this though. The Astros have the trash can. I think everyone keeps mulling over the fact that the Red Sox were also involved in some sort of pretty yeah, sketchy business. because they didn't get caught. That's what I yeah. was talking to my Red Sox friend uh, over the weekend, and he's like, yeah, you know, we didn't get caught. Cora was there in, in Houston. Cora was our blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, okay. Why is, it that, why is it that every time a sports team gets away with doing shady business, they have to be from Boston? It's either it, it does kind of add it's up. It's uh, either it's either the Pats uh, Pats people filming people doing something at at a game, or or like this stupidity going on. But it but think about it too though. Like when the Pats did that that whole uh, I don't even remember the full story, but like them recording the opposing Spy team or whatever. Spygate, Spygate, Spy Deflategate. People people eventually forgot about TB12, that. TB twelve, steroid gay. What what do you want? P- take oh, your pick yeah. here. No one people haven't forgotten. It's just the media doesn't bring it up. No one talks. No, but the, but like when you talk to someone, no one talks about it. But I think like with baseball, the the Astros have been such a big thing going on that it's like I don't feel like it's ever going to go away. And the worst part about it is the Dodgers were at the at the at the end of their exp- like this is to their expense, mm-hmm. you know. So that's why I feel like this year there's no BS going on. There's nothing happening. The the third time's the charm. We got the Rays. We can beat the Rays. So and that's it. We're all taking the Rays here, right, Tyler? I guess you're the only one we got to go to because I mean, obviously, me and Rand, you're not going to pick the Rays to win this. So you could be. I think Tyler um, wants to raise to win. He could be secretly. the rational. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't want the Dodgers to win. But yeah. as a yeah, rational raise friend. Raise in six. Raise in six. In that's six. All okay. All right. Well, all let's Tyler, move along. No, I'm just kidding. Tyler, if the Dodgers if the Dodgers sweep the Rays, you have to go to the Dodgers parade when they get when they do it in Dodger gear. Ooh, if it's a sweep? If it's a sweep. Yeah, sweep. Ooh. You just called the Rays in six. Why are you that nervous about this? Yeah. 
Okay, I'll, I'll take you up on that. Okay, in Dodger gear. Okay, With I'm gonna get you a custom yeah. jersey. I'm gonna get you a custom jersey from one of those Chinese websites, and I'm gonna have a nice little name in the back for you. Nice. Oh God. Okay. Sweet. Oh, that'd be so nice. Oh yeah. All right, Tyler. <laughs> now you, I have a reason to watch the world. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you <All> bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked Dodgers enough. Let me give you your moment, Tyler. Let me give you your moment. All right. Ah, I can't believe yes, it. I, I can't believe rejoice. it's happening. All right, everybody. Congratulations. The Falcons lost their V card. They're in the win column. Congrats, buddy. How do you feel, Tyler? Talking, <laughs> we're talking, he knows that we're talking we lost in the same week and you won <sighs> in the same week for the first time this season. If only you were in the NFC East, Tyler. Yeah, dude, you guys oh, be right in the thick of it. Yeah. So how do you feel? How do you feel, Tyler? Falcons um, won a game this weekend and probably play themselves out of Trevor Lawrence in the same instance. <laughs> I <laughs> God, the Jets are so bad. Okay. <laughs> I feel. I feel happy, but at the same time, I do kind of feel bittersweet. I know I called for Dan Quinn's job, and I will say this. It was time for a change, and I I do feel bad about that because I hate to actually see people lose their job, so I did feel bad about him leaving, but then you look at it, and it's like all it took for them to get their first win was him leaving. They played a great game pretty much the whole way through, except for the ending where they let in like two garbage time touchdowns, which why they keep doing that, I will never understand. That's how we blow these leads in the first place. Anyways, all it took was Dan Quinn leaving, and it's like, okay, so maybe they're not as bad as we thought. Granted, they played the Vikings, who are terrible, so okay, there's that, but I don't know. They they actually looked good. Julio looks like he just That's found thing, a fountain of youth again. Good I don't know. Players. Man. I mean, yeah. Matt Ryan was putting up hella points in the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. Calvin Speaking Ridley of that, shut the, the hell up, T.I. Shut up. Okay? You don't know nothing about football. Matt Ryan has been... I told Randy earlier this week. I saw this on Twitter. The lips we drafted him. Matt Ryan in 08. If we don't take him from 08 to now... The Falcons are pretty much the same equivalent as probably the Jaguars. So shut the hell up, T.I. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Your music's trash anyway. So get the hell out of my face. Hey, yeah, I don't need this right now. T.I. is pretty much the worst celebrity out there. <laughs> but T.I. is definitely not the guy I would put uh, like my voice on tape trashing him. Because I feel like T.I. is the guy that would end up at your house and say, Hey, I heard that podcast, man. I'm going to smack you around a bit now. Hey, this and is I'll the best. Go ahead. Tyler's in the, market. Tyler's in the market for a new job. What better way to get a new job than get your get your name out there? Yeah, man. Hey, dude, <laughs> screw, a new, screw a new job. Just get a court settlement. <laughs> you got assaulted by TI. Yeah, that's worth a lot of money. I mean, my thing, though, is that like if you really look at the schedule the Falcons have faced, they haven't faced bad teams. They they faced the Cowboys pre-Dak Prescott ankle oh, destruction. We're Cowboys talking and, a and second, Cowboy too. implosion. Uh, they and they barely lost to the Cowboys too, as we know. Yeah, um, freaking onside yeah, kick. As as we know, uh, they lost pretty sound. They they lost by by a hair, I'd say, to the Seahawks. The Seahawks, good good team. Chicago know, Bears, yeah. look, I still think they're frauds. But at this point, as you'll find out later on, I think we're also frauds. So, <laughs> but I don't think. But you know, the Bears aren't bad. Of course, the Packers beat them. The Panthers beat them, and then they beat the Vikings. I can tell you, the Vikings are garbage. They're trash, and. I, I mean, next week will be a good testament because you guys take out the Lions. But my thing, though, for you is, you know, congrats on the win. But this is taking you out of the running for Trevor Lawrence. And I, I remember the beginning of this year, the beginning of the season, you coming out and saying that you, the, you as a Falcons fan did not want Trevor Lawrence. 
And now it kind of seems like you do want Trevor Lawrence. So you need to make up your mind, man. What's going on? He here? would be, if we're in the position to draft him, he would be a very good backup piece if he sits for a year or two. Similar to what say, Aaron, Trevor Lawrence, gonna what Trevor gonna Lawrence is not going to come to the NFL and well, sit for a year. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Aaron Rodgers didn't want to come to the NFL and sit for a couple of years, but that's what ended up happening. I mean, these things happen. Yeah, but his starter was Brett Favre, dude. <laughs> okay, but Matt Ryan <laughs> isn't Brett, Brett Favre. Favre but, to, okay, Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan isn't Brett Favre, but he's not Andy Dalton either. Like, I mean, let's be real here. He's a solid. It yeah, doesn't matter. Andy Dalton, Andy Dal okay, but Joe Burrow didn't sit behind Andy Dalton. They ran Andy Dalton out of yeah, town. they said, hey, Andy Dalton, peace. We're yeah. going to go get Joe Burrow in the draft. Kick rocks, yeah. dog. I, I As far as this moment, specifically this moment right now, I don't see them running Ryan out of town. At the end of the season, that could change, and if that changes, well, yeah, they're on where in we defense, are, they probably trade true. him away. Yeah, and then go get Trevor Lawrence. But it doesn't matter because they won a game. The Jets will not win a game this year. But even look at the Jets; yeah, the Jets they got Sam Darnold. You know, nah, and dude, he gone, he gone. You think so? He's circling the drain, bro. I don't know, man. Adam, Adam, Adam Gase, this, what you're three for him? Yeah, but think about Gase is such a terrible coach. So they got to decide either or. I saw a and statistic. You're going to bring in another uh -huh. coach. So you, then you're tied to another coach with a crappy QB in his first year. And then you miss out on Trevor Lawrence because you bought into Sam Darnold for another Look, year. I saw a statistic of Adam Gase that completely dumbfounded me at the fact that. So they, they showed a, the statistic by him of all of his offenses ranging back for like, I think, four. No, back to 2015 at the Dolphins. Every single year he's been a head coach, his, his offense has been in the, like the last five. In the entire NFL. Yeah. So, like, statistically speaking, Adam Gase has no business being a head coach. And yet, for some reason, the New York Jets were like, yeah, we'll sign him. Why not? Here's a, yeah, it here, here's the keys to the car. Too. They put themselves in a corner. And behind them is a fire. Too. And in front of them is a, a, a speeding train. So it's like, as a Jets, as a Jets, like the owner and the the management, you have to you have to think to yourself, like, okay, do we want to just give up on Darnold? Give up on both of them. Who has shown signs that he's he can be, he can be okay. He can compete. Or do we just say, screw it, let's get Trevor Lawrence and not address the other six billion problems that we have? That goes back to like that the that ties back to what I was saying about the Falcons, which is like you need to make up your mind because you've said it yourself, Tyler. Your team has a lot of problems on defense. Are you gonna waste that pick on a quarterback or are you gonna address the problems on defense? Yeah. Um it, it's it's a tough one too, because we've always finished just a little too good in the um as far as the draft order goes to where the best defenders are not available and we get stuck with some dude who I've never heard. Now, sometimes that panned out. I mean, Grady Jarrett panned out. Deion Jones panned out. Desmond Trufant was here for seven years. That kind of panned out. But sometimes it doesn't. And like Vic Beasley, that didn't pan out. That was awful. It, 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 you, it depends on where we finish. That's... That's the real issue, and that's what I'm kind of worried about is yeah. like, okay, they're probably – like, let's say they do get hot. Great. There's still life in this team, and they like Matt Ryan and Julio Jones showed reasons why they should stay. But at the same time, oh, we finished 7-9, and nine, we're middle of the pack in the draft, and now we're out a really solid defensive player. Like, a good example is this year I really wanted uh, Jeff Okuda, the guy from Ohio State, or Chase Young. They finished way better than they should have, weren't able to draft either one of those dudes, 
and we ended up drafting okay. AJ Terrell. Nothing against AJ Terrell. Chase Young is a bit I'm of straight. a wishful thinking. Yeah, like nothing against AJ <laughs> Terrell. I remember sure his going good, out on the yeah. ledge during the draft was like the Falcons trade up from yeah. middle of the pack to get Chase Young at what was it two or three or something like that. I think, hey, it'd be, man, I think I it would have been sick. I think it would have been sick if we got CD Lamb. But hey, man, <laughs> you know what? It is what it is. So let's go here. So we're gonna go from a one Phoenix rising from the ashes to. One crash and burn, and then one. I'm gonna I'm gonna count yours, Randy, as a hiccup for now. But the know, Bills man. have crashed and burned the last two weeks. I don't know if it's a hiccup. They've okay. Well, we'll we won't spend too much time here because we got some other stuff to do. But oh, the yeah. Bills have looked atrocious. They've looked so bad the last. Yeah, they've two been weeks. they've been pretty ass. They got their ass beats by the Titans on that weird Tuesday night football game ago on, a week ago on national television. On by national the way. television, so yeah. Prime time. Prime time is Bills kryptonite. Everybody, you're gonna see a trend here. So then they come in a week later on Monday night football. They play this rescheduled game that was supposed to be on Thursday against the Chiefs. They get their ass handed to them again on national television by Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like it was, they I think they outgained them by 260 yards, out possessed them by 15 minutes. Yeah, I wouldn't even put the put the 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 blame of the loss on Pat Mahomes. I put it on Hilaire. Our our defense sucked. Oh my god, they couldn't stop the run. They could not stop the run. 160 on the ground. I I I could feel for you because naturally I'm rooting for the Bills because you know you're a Bills fan. But like I'm seeing them, it's third down. It's like third and twelve, and I'm like, "Yo, bro, yeah. no one is getting to Mahomes." No. no, and then he picks up thirteen on a pass, and the next first down will be like an eight yard run. And then Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, are like, oh dude, God, oh. dude, Troy, <laughs> Troy Aikman's little <laughs> laughing <laughs> buffalo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's move along. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this AFC East thing anymore. The Okay, we got to figure it out, guys. I don't I know, know, but yeah, you guys the, lost the, the, the Patriots play. are somehow still just one game back. No, no, shut up. It's if anything, you pointed out, it's going to be the Dolphins. Yeah, apparently the Dolphins are good. Yeah, the Dolphins put Tua in, and I think no one's paying attention to the Dolphins at all. Yeah, right. You got Fitz Magic down there just running up, running up the score on teams for some reason. Well, today, uh, today got announced that uh, Fitz Magic is hitting the the B train. He's hitting the bench, yeah. and Tua's coming in. That's crazy. I thought it was going to take a uh, so, an injury, so, but the bye, they have the I'm bye gonna, week, and then oh, yeah. they have so. I want, to, I want to throw out an interesting idea here. So Fitzpatrick, like you just said, is now the backup quarterback. Dallas played their game last night. Andy Dalton looks terrible. Ooh. Does Dallas trade for Fitzpatrick? Ooh. Because you have Fitzpatrick under center. You just made your odds of winning that terrible NFC East division a lot better. So maybe Miami's onto it though, because I feel like the Fitz yeah. Magic always kinds of run out in week seven. Like he always comes out on a tear and mm. will play himself into money or a new contract somewhere. And then it's like week eight comes around. It's like, oh, here's four picks and you're getting replaced by whatever starters behind you that they just drafted. Instinctually, deep down inside, I want I keep telling myself that if Fitz Magic goes somewhere else, it, the results aren't going to be there. He does it. Every, but he every does place it. he goes. But he's, he does it. He's done it to Buffalo. Every time. He's done it to New York. He's done it to Miami. He's playing his way through the AFC East. Imagine he ends up in the at the Pats next stop after Cam Newton. Ridiculous. Okay. Absolutely ridiculous. How do you feel about after the shellacking the Packers got? I felt terrible. Yeah, I, okay. felt, I felt bad. I mean, if you saw by my tweets that I, that I shot out, I uh, I was kind of having a little breakdown on Twitter, and um, it was it was it was Welcome to the club. I even was pretty. It was brutal. I'll even I'll even pull them up right now. But I said from uh, on Friday, I said that this was going to be our first challenge against a team that actually has a decent defense and a good offense. I got, I was watching that, and I'm watching it, thinking Aaron Rodgers wants what Tom Brady has right now. He oh, wants yeah. a defense that will bail him out when he's not performing. Like, and that's what Tom Brady's had for. 
most part of this year and even a little bit towards the end of the Patriots time is like he had a defense that would bail him out and keep it close where he's not on his A game. Yeah, so I, I pretty much had like a mini meltdown on Sunday. I'm watching the game and I'm like, why is it that whenever you disappointment, it's always got to be via a 30-point blowout at the Packers? <laughs> Last year, we got destroyed by the Niners twice. We got destroyed by the Chargers and so and so like and every time the Packers implode, it's never graceful. It's mm-hmm. always just yeah. here's a twenty three point deficit Dude, or here's four I'm right touchdowns there with you behind. Buffalo, man. Same Ridiculous. Thing. So stupid. And then I so I'm tweeting as it's going on. I'm like, sucks, man. I know a loss is inevitable. These damn L's are never close and they're always about like thirty and suck so badly. Um I said here that uh we're frauds. I know it's inevitable lose, but good grief. And um I just good pretty much grief. I just go into detail about how like I think that we are frauds. Our defense is terrible. Mike Patton doesn't know. We're dropping in a, it's like, what is it like cover, cover six or cover eight when it's like third and third and three. Like, what are we doing, bro? <laughs> like, you don't think Brady's going to throw a little dinker off to someone on the flat and they're going to run for the first. But before we went, uh, before the game started, Tyler and I went live just so everyone could see Tyler in his green little shirt. And, yeah, go uh, check that out. We have a couple videos out of Tyler. First of all, real quick on this one, Tyler, why the hell can't you figure out how to lean your phone up against I, something? I've always been bad at camera angles. Dude, no, I think you've just been bad at everything. Yeah, this is not camera angles, dude. This is your you leaning your phone up against something. Yeah. Like, what do you mean camera angles? You're like, oh, I, I, can't, I can't do the discount double check because I'm holding my phone. Look, man, I'm just trying to get my good side. All right, let me alone. Oh, God. Go Anyways. watch those videos so we know. We're t- <laughs> so Tailgate Sports on Instagram. They're they're a treat. Yeah. You can see Tyler in his neon green Fighting Irish Packers uh, shirt. So uh, before the game started, uh, I unknowingly basically revealed how I feel about the Packers when I revealed how I felt about the majority of the of the conference in which I said the NFC stands for the National Fraud Conference <laughs> because of all the teams that are just, that look stupid. And they're, fr- I mean, they're frauds. And then... As luck would have it, what happens? The the Packers get exposed as frauds. And I know, look, I get it. There's hiccup games. There are games where things are going to go bad. Things are going to go south. And Aaron Rodgers even said after the game that, you know what, we need the reality check. But the reality for me is our defense is nowhere ready to compete against an actual well-structured right. team. It sucks when you're going against a team that you might run into in the playoffs. Yeah. Like when the Bills lose to the Titans and the Chiefs on back-to-back weeks, when those are going to be the two probably division winners in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Same thing with you. When you lose to the Buccaneers who might win the NFC South, you're like, okay, well, I don't feel good about the playoffs now. It's the worst because in the beginning, because right now we're teetering towards this, the middle of the season. We're, we're just, you know, if we're if the season was a plane, we're, we're, we just barely took off and we're about to really hit our, yeah, we're our hitting, altitude. We're hitting our, you can, you can, uh, you can take not, off your seatbelt to move about the cabin. Height. Exactly. But the but the but the problem is when your team does good during the beginning of the season, you get this false illusion. You get disillusioned, assuming that your yeah. team has it all figured out. But the reality is, teams don't suck until like week six. Okay, so a team can be three and three, and you don't, and that team could very well easily finish three and thirteen. Dude, or imagine, they could finish imagine under. the Falcons pull this out of their ass and they make the playoffs, and like the Bills and Packers. Just Look, man. So it's dive. funny. We've it's ran, funny dude. That, we've ran the table before. It's doable. It's, yeah. The Falcons it's can do R-E-L-A-X. it. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Relax. It's funny you mentioned that because some people pointed out that, damn, the one time you wear this green shirt, I did see the that Falcons coming. actually do really well and the Packers get destroyed. So 
much to my angst, no, you're not I may I I may pull this shirt out again this upcoming week and see what happens. I can't wait I for mean, you, you look stupid. We're ta- I want the Falcons to go on a tear just so you wear that shirt every week. Tyler, the Packers are taking down the Texans. And okay, if the Falcons, well, the, the Texans, the Texans just put up what like nearly forty points on Tennessee. And you think your defense is better than Tennessee? Let's be real here. Tennessee is undefeated. They have yeah, they literally nasty, have a locomotive as a running back. Dude, what are, did Tannehill, Derrick, Derrick Henry hit 200 yards the other day, right? Did he hit 200 yards like on 212, Sunday? 212, yeah. Tannehill is an elite quarterback. Everyone needs to wake up and realize this. Jesus he's no he's, he's no just Joe Schmo you pick up at the park for no, parks no, and rec game. I, I'm, but no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that Houston's offense put up 30-something points Against yeah. Tennessee's defense, I'm, who I'm is better I'm than sweating. Green Bay's defense, like that, I don't every, see that being a good game for you. Every team eventually gets their dub. Every every blind squirrel that, as long as it's not the Jets, will eventually find a nut. I mean, the Falcons did. So now that we've were exposed <laughs> viciously by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I I don't feel as comfortable. Cat League, man. Once somebody the, knows with, how to do it, Houston. When somebody watches somebody get smacked, everybody will just watch that tape. So, like, kind of how I mentioned how by week, I don't know, week 10 or week 9, I guess, you really know how your season's going to go, the trajectory mm-hmm. of it. Like, sure, the Packers were 4-0, but when you look at the teams that they faced, the Vikings, <laughs> the Lions, garbage, the Saints, terrible, garbage. the Falcons. I mean, we know how the Falcons are because Tyler's a Falcons fan. So, it's garbage. like you look at these you look at these teams, and the Falcons just beat the Vikings, a team that we soundly beat. So, it's just like, okay, garbage. Sports. Garbage beats garbage. What does that make us? Because are we the king of the garbage? Because the <laughs> NFC is the National Fraud Conference. You're trash. We're trash. We're kings You're of trash. You're basically raccoons. You're raccoon pandas. The Packers, the the Packers are the raccoon possums of the NFL right now. And I don't know how I feel about that because, yeah, we're kings of the trash, but what is, is being a king even worth it if you're just being the king of trash? <laughs> am I trash? Am I tra- am I trash? Am I trash? But, but think about it though. Like like it's just it's so stupid and it's so silly. Where it's like okay, great. Maybe the Bears aren't that bad this year after all. Right? Hey, they're what four and one right now? Yeah, they're four and one. We're four and one. But they're but like they're on the winning side of the four and one side. We just lost the game, and now we're going into Houston to take on Deshaun Watson. And, expo- and a decently explosive offense that's fully rejuvenated and fully energized, being that they finally kicked their cryptic, stupid coach out of town. So it's like, how am I supposed to feel? Am I supposed to be excited? Am I supposed no, to be elated? You're no. never excited after I'm the terrified. Loss. I'm scared. Ever. I'm scared. Meanwhile, the Bears play the Rams on Monday Night Football, so we'll see how good I they mean, are. I mean, if they beat the Rams, I'd then probably, I'd probably, be sweating. I'd probably start sweating a little more. Big Dick, Nick Knowles, Nick Foles, <laughs> Nick Knowles, uh, Nick Foles is no joke, bro. He's no joke. And when he had his post-game interview and he talked about how, like, you know, sometimes I like to listen to some country, maybe some Christian rap, but there's something when when I hear that, when I hear that Meek Mill song, something something come, turns on to me and I just I, <laughs> I get I get I get ready. Y'all I get ready to I roll. I get ready to roll. And I'm like, that's terrifying, bro. When I when a God-fearing Bible thumping quarterback is like, you know what? I don't know. Just when I hear Meek Mill, I just get a little pumped up and energized. That's scary. Oh, those are those bad words. Did he say the F? Oh, oh. Don't forget. Don't get My it twisted. Pumping a little bit. Okay. Don't get it twisted, man. You got to respect Nick Foles. That dude led Philly mm-hmm. to a Super Bowl. Sure, things went south in Jacksonville, but that's also Jacksonville. Yeah, you want to play in Jacksonville? He's playing in Chicago now. Yeah, he's playing in Chicago. Four and one club dub. Uh, Come on, ridiculous. So let's go back to the king of the trash comments because 
there is definitely a king of the trash already in the NFL, Randy, and you cannot stay claim to the king of the trash. Talk about the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> you suck. No, I'm talking about the <laughs> NFC East and whoever comes out of that godforsaken so division. The, the, so bad. The Cowboys bad. look so bad the on Monday night. The trash kingdom. Dude, that's the trash kingdom. That's the that's the Staten Island Express. The uh, That's the trash truck going down your street. And whoever's just going to pop their head out at the end of the season, that'll be the king of the trash. Because what are we looking at, guys? We got... Two and four, one, four and one, one and five and one and five. So if, if you really think about it, my Super Bowl claim of the Washington football team winning division, not, it's not that crazy. Nothing's off the table still in <laughs> that division. Off the table. You can win four games and win the division at this point. But let's go back to the Cowboys because I love watching the Cowboys get their ass beat yeah. because there's no more proud. Oh, we got the star on our helmets. We got Jerry Jones. We're we, America's we're team. We're America's that team. That's the ugh, America's team. We're the boys, them boys. Uh, the, them boys. Yeah. How about Troy, them? How Troy about them Aikman, cat Troy man. Aikman, the triplets, Michael Irvin, blah blah blah, all this bull crap. So when they lose, man, and then their their fans take it the worst. Did you guys see the 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 tweet going around of the guy crying in the stands, pretty much? Yeah, this and girl, his girlfriend's oh, whispering yeah. in his ear. Like, yeah, like you man child, you pansy. So when the when the Cowboys lose, yeah, it just it warms my heart a little bit. And they lost bad. Oh, they did. They lost. They got their ass handed to them, and. Their defense, their defense is terrible. And you know, and that's something like that. It just all adds up to at that point. Everything that I just said mm -hmm. goes into them losing that bad. Monday Night Football, national stage, home turf, Jerry Jones in the house watching. You have no QB. Zeke fumbling. Your defense got ran out of the building. Like it's all just, it's like a nice little disappointment Sunday with a cherry on top for me. And to I, uh, you, and you asked us to come up with a few teams that we actually enjoy seeing lose. Mm -hmm. And uh, on top of all the teams is similar to you, the Dallas Cowboys. Some, of, But before I get to that, some of the teams that I actually really enjoy seeing lose, the 49ers, only okay. because of what they did to us yeah. when Kaepernick little, was quarterback, yeah, yeah. NFC Championship. Yep. That that hatred will never leave. Um, I got to also say, as far as teams that I enjoy losing, occasionally the Seahawks. I, I just... I hate the Seahawks, but I God, I love Russell Wilson and so much. The thing is, they don't do it that often. Too, they don't. That's the problem. I, just, I love Russell Wilson so much. And then if I had to choose a, finally another team that I really enjoy seeing lose, the Steelers. I love watching the Steelers lose. I love it because they always go zero to ten. It's never like you know. Maybe we'll get them next week. It's always like you know. We might as well just ship it up. Just fire the coach. Yeah. Get rid of everyone. They look good too, man. The Steelers. Oh, God damn it! So they look nasty. so effing good. Who, they they beat the crap out of somebody too this week. The Browns. The Browns. Yeah. But they're taking on the Titans. Who I think who are led by who are led game. by elite quarterback Ryan Tannehill and that locomotive trained tractor seat. We need to get you some Titans gear, man. You're flying the flag pretty I'm hard. Feel, right I'm, now. I just want them to beat the Steelers so badly because every Steelers fan I know is so it's so the annoying. Steelers defense. That's right. I remember watching this. I tweeted out they beat up the Browns oh. like they beat up Baker Mayfield. They were yeah. they were hitting so hard. T.J. Watt was in the backfield every play. You know how like in Pop Warner they have the A team and the B team. Yeah. And sometimes, like when my my final year playing Pop Warner, I was on the A team and there was a B team. They got the B team schedule mixed up with our schedule. So they played all the A team teams. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, their first game, they played against they played against uh, a guy right now who's a starting quarterback in Memphis and a receiver who plays for the Dolphins right now. And they beat them like 63 to nothing. It was a shellacking. <laughs> Anyways, besides the point, back to the NFC East and that absolute crap show. Um, I love it. Cowboys are doing terribly. And I saw this. I knew this was going to happen. My, uh, Jerry Jones is falling into Mike uh, into Al Davis territory where he's just senile. He's just like, you know what? 
I saw I, I chose CD Land because my great 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 grandson was like, hey, great 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 grandpa, baby. pick uh pick CD Lamb. He's great. Okay, I'll pick him. Imagine basing your entire future of your franchise off of something your stupid grandson says. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. To be fair, CD Lamb actually looks pretty good. No, he let's, is great. He is fantastic. But fair. the story behind it is hilarious. It's fan, it's fantastic. If you find if you hear that this senile old man who who's look who's getting who's gaining some pounds makes his pick from his yacht to just flex on everyone. Based yeah, well, on a pick that his grandson told him, shirt was yeah, holding on for dear life. But, but the part, but but the, but the thing his I spaceship. saw, <laughs> yeah, but the uh, but the writing on the wall that I saw that nobody else saw, and Tyler even mentioned it to us when they signed Mike McCarthy. I was like, yes, dude, how yes, how yes, how great does it feel to watch him struggle and not even struggle? Uh, Tyler sent us a tweet earlier today about there's a uh, there's players now in in dallas you know with their crappy start starting to voice their opinion saying like this coaching staff sucks Mike they don't McCarthy know what they're doing really doing yeah and and it's just it brings joy to my heart I, I mean look i as a packers fan we're obligated to give him his respect he he helped us get to a super bowl that's no easy feat but then it also goes to show that we're not crazy and our management completely dicked us by having him as the head coach because he completely wasted Aaron Rodgers' good years. Right. The same way he's watching this team or watching the Dallas Cowboys go down the drain, which, by the way, as we said, we love. But I just, I told you, man, McCarthy is such a terrible coach. He's old school minded. It's just, why would you bring old school football to a team full of young guys who come to the NFL? With the intention of being fast you know why, dude? and powerful. Jerry Jones' decrepit ass is the one running. Exactly. Yeah. Jerry Jones still thinks it's 1975. He thinks <laughs> Roger Staubach is in the locker room getting dressed for a fourth quarter comeback. It's ridiculous, man. It's so stupid. It's so, But I love it. I love all of it. The entire division is absolute hot garbage. They are the kings of the trash. The trash kingdom, The dude. trash kingdom. And so, what? T- wait, what team is it that calls himself the kingdom? Chiefs kingdom. Chief- okay, well, they're not really kings. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Yeah, what about but- you, Tyler? What is it? You're just probably like the Saints. You're just probably just hate the, the NFC South, right? So, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But first, let me point out that the entire NFC East plays each other this weekend. We got some barn burners for games. Dude, we got oh, the I Giants, love, Eagles. I would love a tie. I would love a tie. Give me we one got, tie. We got Giants, Eagles on Thursday night football. Dude, pass on that Ooh. game. Ew. Dude, how that bad game is horrendous. How bad would it be if the Giants beat the Eagles? Dude. Philly, Philly would lose their mind. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something bold real quick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If Carson Wentz does bad this game, this will be the game they put in Jalen Hurts. Oh yeah, I hope. I, I wish right they now. already would. I want to see him play. Yeah. At this point, then, dude, when you're when you're one four and one, and the and the, the city's not supporting you, you got no fans in the bit. stands. Your your people, your PA people are playing booze through the intercoms for the refs and the, and Carson Wentz. Put in Jalen Hurts, bro. It's a Thursday game. You know you already know the the uh, Goodell's like, hey man, look, it's a Thursday game. It's gonna be a bit of a barn, but just keep putting for like two quarters or something. Come just come on. Would not here. be surprised if the World Series ratings actually topple. The NFL ratings that night, just because oh, yeah. that game is horrendous. I'm not watching that, that game garbage so game. I'm not watching that game either. And then the other game, uh, Sunday morning, uh, 10 o'clock, we got Cowboys in Washington versus the Washington football team. Yeah, I, so, would, I would wake dude, up so that Cowboys, that if, the, if the damn Cowboys lose on Sunday, that's a home shellacking on Monday Night Football, and then six days later, oh, a road loss to the Washington freaking football team. And just like that, somebody with, might get fired. And if Washington pulls up, 
this is the crazy part. Check this out. So if Washington beats Dallas and the Giants beat the Eagles, there's going to be a three-way tie for first place between the Cowboys, Giants, and the Washington football this team. Is, this, is the situation <laughs> where, this is a situation where I just want the chaos. Yeah. Any situation to make it more mucky and look gross for that division, yeah. I want it to happen. When they play each other, I want it to be as close to tying everything up. When they're not playing each other, I want them all to lose. I want somebody to make it in at seven and nine, just it, so we can make fun of them. It feels like that, uh, you know that meme with that, it's like it's like a cat wearing overalls in the snow. He's he's looking over. He's like, what are they doing over oh, there? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's that's, standing that, up. That's us from our divisions looking into the, well, maybe not Tyler, but that's uh, <laughs> Eric and I looking into the NFC. He's like, wow, what are they doing over there, man? Hey, what the, is that a, what is that? Is that a trash two, truck two driving down five? the street? Somebody's that a, tr is that Zeke's head popping out of the trash? Oh, he fumbled. Oh, he fumbled oh, he it fumbled, again. He oh, fumbled. That's crazy. He's been, Butterfingers, bro. He can't hold on to the yeah, ball. He's got the he's got the Bart Simpson Butterfinger door. So I going think on. I think with the with the addition, well, also on top of us doing our blow of the week, I think every single week after uh, week of football games, we should award our trash king. Trash our, king, I'm our, down. Our trash king of the week. Oh, we'll get some we'll get some imaging for that. We oh, can yeah. have some fun with the tr so, trash king imaging. Absolutely. For this week, if I had to give uh, if I had to give an award for the trash king, I uh, I would say the Steelers are my trash king of this week. Congrats, you guys beat the Browns. You're gonna get the snot beat out of you by the uh, Tennessee Titans. So uh, you know that they're my trash kings of this week. Like, congrats on the five and zero, hurrah! You guys beat the snot out of the Browns, which was another inept team in your in your conference. So I don't think they 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 make it out of this week. Right. Yeah. So obviously the trash king is Zeke and the Cowboys, but honorable mention trash king the New England Patriots losing to the Broncos at home over the weekend. Oh, I know. Cam Newton, what happened, my man? Tyler, I mean, Tyler, look, Tyler, like Tyler, I said, Tyler. we're still only. We're still only one uh, one game back of the Bills and uh, Dolphins. What so about I'll, you, Tyler? Where's your trash king? Who are you going to give the trash crown to? Um, <laughs> it's impossible to not give it to the Jets. I'm sorry, yeah, the Jets dude. are just so bad. They they, we, they are they so are, bad. Actually. I kind of forget about them because because they're so bad and it's kind of a foregone conclusion that you just they got shut out. Here's how bad they are. Uh, I actually sent Randy a tweet uh -huh. of something that happened immediately after the Jets game. Oh, I think I know this talking is about. what happened. Def according to Peter Schrager, who works for NFL Network, defensive tackle Steve McClendon was traded at the end of the Jets-Dolphins game, and he was traded from the Jets to the Buccaneers. He didn't waste any time. He got in his car and immediately drove from Miami to Tampa Bay overnight. That dude he could out. not wait to crazy. get away from Adam Gase and the Jets. He's like, I'll have That's them send my stuff. They are. But I'm really enjoying the fact that the Jets are doing so terrible because it's almost like a science experiment. Like we're getting to see from the outside looking in just like what happens when a team self-implodes and just keeps losing. They're another team, though. It's like the New York media just shoves Jets talk down our throat. Mm -hmm. It's like they haven't been relevant in God knows how long, but everybody assumes we want to know about the damn New York Jets and Sam Darnold. It's like it, it's kind of funny, though, because they're so bad. I actually don't mind it getting shoved down my throat because it's oh, entertaining Mark tape. They, okay. They've <laughs> only they've only for points, uh, points scored. They've only scored 75 points this year and they've let nice. in God. 185 points <laughs> minus 110. Yikes. That is that's a recipe for zero and five. For that is sure. unbelievable. They're zero and six right now. Oh, that's right. We're in and week see, six now. Who do they? Who do they take on this week? The Jets or take, take on the Bills? Bills. Talk oh, about yeah. a slump buster, baby. Woo! 
they God, do, dude, please. Yeah, I'm about to say, <laughs> oh man. My God. Like I said, every blind squirrel finds a nut. You better hope this isn't the week. Yeah. And then they got the pats the week after that. So uh, well, time to get things right, boys. Yeah, which I think the pats are just, uh, the, they're, they are who we thought they yeah. were. Guess what? Cam Newton can't run the ball in every freaking game. Yeah. You have to get to the one first in order for him to, to do a quarterback sneak along the side or up the middle. I'm getting, I'm getting some slight Uncle Rico vibes from Cam Newton after that last game where he's like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't run the ball anymore. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's definitely a bold uh, trash king pick, Tyler. But uh, being that the Jets didn't win, so they're kind of like losers. But like I mentioned, I view them as a science experiment, which is like day in and day out. I'm just surprised that oh wow, Jets management still hasn't fired Adam Gates. Oh, dude, for real, man, he's that's so crazy. They got they got a choice to make, man. I know we talked about it earlier. It's like, are you going to go with Sam Darnold? Like at this point, at this point, do you think the players of the Jets are treating Adam Gase? No, like a like not a, even a little bit like a bad no. school treats a substitute teacher. Oh yeah, yeah. We're Adam, exactly. Adam Gase just like all right, guys. We need to work with someone in the back. Just shut up, bitch. Like the, you know, I'm, I'm not <laughs> yeah. listening to you. Yeah, it's like oh, where, where's the where's the TV? What are we watching? Mag school bus today. Jamal Adams is gone. Le'Veon Bell is gone for literally nothing. And guess who Le'Veon Bell and the Chiefs play next week? The Jets. I, I know. Like, I know. I was surprised. Him. I thought for a second he was going to play this week. But nah, uh, but I COVID, know COVID quarantine isolation stuff. Mm, he's resting up, man, because that game against the Jets is going to be his bad. three final choices were Bell's three final choices of where he wanted to play: Dolphins, Bills, Chiefs, and the next three opponents for the Jets: Bills, Chiefs, Dolphins. So you That's think so funny? You think he was a uh, kind of you know taking a shot? That on purpose. Yeah. Like let's be real here. That's so funny. Yikes! But you know what is what it is. I hope they keep losing. I hope they keep Adam Gase until the end of the year. And then maybe management will do something bold, like they'll offer the entire franchise to Lincoln Riley or something. Let's circle back real quick. I don't think you gave me your teams that you like to see lose or love to see lose, Tyler. Yeah, I got a, got a little distracted on the NFC East there. My bad. Bit. Um, I didn't want to pick the obvious choices because the obvious choices are obviously anybody in the division. And then as a Falcons fan, the other obvious choice is New England. So I didn't want to pick those four uh, teams. So I thought about it. And there are two teams out there that just irk me to no end and they were both in the bay area i cannot stand the raiders and i hate with a passion i hate the niners me too so the raiders thing is not actually based on the team itself it's more it's more for the fan base itself i can't stand the raiders fan base I hate them. They're some of the worst people out there. Meanwhile, <laughs> one of my best friends is a Raider fan, so I feel bad to say that. Um, you know, I, I can't stand Raider Nation. Stupidest nation I've ever heard of. <laughs> it's so dumb. I can't stand it. It's probably the worst fan base to threaten, too. Now, I don't care. Kill me. Like, T.I., Raiders fan. Dude, Tyler's making a hit list. Tyler's going to have his head on a, on a block soon. A joke, a joke I always say, though, and I completely forgot about when we were talking about it, was how do you know someone is a 49ers fan? They'll end up just telling you. Okay, okay. Because every 49ers fan has feels the urge to let you all oh, do. Mm-hmm. Niners, bro. Niner gang. Love them. My great. I can, ask. I can confirm that because I know several people who are Niners fans, which will bring me to the Niners real quick. And the reason I hate the Niners is more on the football team itself. I will never forget 2012 NFC title game. It's Falcons Niners. The Niners end up going into Atlanta and beating us. So that's one reason why I hate them. But the other reason why I hate them, I will never forget Frank Gore running in for a touchdown and doing the dirty bird in my stadium. I was pissed. I was livid. 
it's my home away from home, even though I've never been there. But <laughs> I was so <laughs> mad when I saw that. And to this down. day, ever since 2012, I've hated the Niners with a passion. Also, shout out to the Broncos because I hate John Elway. So. <laughs> shout out to you sucking, I guess. So I'm going to make it real quick. Yeah, mine's the Raiders for much of the same reasons why I laid out why I hate the Cowboys. Yeah. The whole, we're so good. We're dude, First of all, you guys played in a toilet bowl for a century, it feels like. The O.Co. literally was a toilet bowl. Like the the <laughs> the sewage backed up into the dugouts for the athletics all the time. It's poor athletics. So the Raiders, they're full of themselves. They got the fans that shove it in your face when they've not been relevant for God knows how long. And then my other team that I'm going to say... It's almost the Minnesota Vikings because when they do lose, it's always kind of in a dramatic fashion. Oh, yeah. Like they find the most in incredible ways to lose. And me being a Bills fan, I love it when other teams share misery. And it's not like they're getting blown out a lot of times. It's a weird kick. It's a weird. Blair Walsh. It's, yeah, it's it's just it's weird stuff, man. I love it. I, I love when teams go south and their heartbreak is as bad as mine. Nothing was more satisfying in 2017 when the uh, the Vikings somehow beat the Saints in that miracle yeah. throw. <laughs> yeah, Minneapolis miracle, yeah. And then when the Philly got the crap beat out of them, I was like, love it. Yeah. They're getting cans I, thrown at them, mm -hmm. just food, verbally assaulted. Love it. Can't get enough of it. But I do agree with you on the... I don't hate the Raiders, but the Raiders do talk a lot of smack for someone. It's one of those things. It's like karma. It's like almost like, yeah, you know what? I don't really have much against you, but the fact that you're struggling right now, yeah. it kind of makes me happy. Like, look, dude, Ken Stabler died a long time ago. He's not playing. Hey, guess get what? Over it. Turn out that freaking fire that Al David. Have you seen in uh, Legion Stadium that it's not an actual fire now? It's like this weird, like, huge Olympic flame. It's, it's lit the up eternal flame. Yeah, I think, I think be, they realized that, hey, guys, maybe having a live flame near a bunch of dry <laughs> bush might not be a yeah. good idea. Yeah, maybe not. Let's wrap this up, guys. We have game one of the World Series staring down us. We're staring down the barrel of a Clayton Kershaw start in the postseason. Game one of the World Series. What could go wrong? I hope well, nothing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go, I actually have a question for you guys. Oh, no. It has been announced already that Clayton Kershaw is starting game one of the World Series. How confident do you feel? That's what I just said. You just said that. I literally just said all that. But okay, Tyler, thanks for paying attention. I feel about as confident as you think somebody who's followed the Dodgers for the last five years should. Look, I'm feeling real confident the idea that in some alternate universe, if not this one, Tyler will have to go to a Dodger parade in full Dodger gear. <sighs> With a slanderous name Dodger on his back. Sweep. I'm rooting for a Dodgers sweep because we get that. That means I won some money betting on the Dodgers this yeah. year. It'd be a perfect ending to my baseball season. All that coming together for me. And uh, congrats to Lakers again for winning the <laughs> That's championship. That's right. We did mention this. We realized last episode that the Lakers won a title and we didn't mention it for a single second. Look, dude, we'll address it once it's over because yeah. I, I already mentioned this to everyone. We're in a downward spiral. Like the plane is going down, guys. Because it is just a hop and a skip away from having no sports minus MLS right. going on. So, yep, football is saving our lives like it always does. It gives us plenty to talk about, it gives us reasons to poke fun at Tyler. Um, but, oh, God. <laughs> until next time, guys, go watch the damn World Series. Yes. All right, I'm going to do one more quick little top and then we'll bounce. <clears throat>